Summoners, welcome back to another episode of League of Legends Radio. I'm your host, Ponderous Sea Lion. First thing I have to do, I promise to shout out my boy Spider Fang. We played some games over the weekend. It was a lot of fun. Again, if you guys want to play with me or just ask me anything, you can add me in League or send me an email. The other thing that I wanted to say is that we lost a very important member of the League community. Diddly Donkers, aka Video Game Donkey, has quit making League of Legends content for good. And that's saddening to me. I used to only watch his league videos. I probably started watching him about a year ago or so, uh, around that 8 months, 16 months, 24 months, 38 months. It was an amount of time. He's always been one of my favorite YouTubers out there. I've always loved his content, thought it was hilarious. But I watch his other videos too, as all of you should, and... I wish him the best, and I hope that he's happy with his decision. But, while we're talking about Dunkey, or I'm talking about Dunkey, you're just listening. I'm just a guy with a microphone. While I'm talking about Dunkey, I also have to bring up some of the things that he said. Wow, doing an episode about Dunkey. Way to clickbait. Whatever. <laughs> and no, clickbaiting is not bad. We'll just answer that right now. I gotta get paid. I'm not getting paid. This, uh, I'm not I'm not making any money. Anyways, Dunkey said in his video some of his biggest issues with the game were, number one, that it was boring and that you couldn't sh- assert your dominance or show how much better you were and all that jazz. Well, I really want to discuss some of the things that he talked about and I think his biggest issue, in a nutshell, is that League of Legends is a very anti-snowball game. And I will be discussing that in much more depth this episode. And I think it's a really interesting and potentially problematic design choice on Riot's part. So stick around. I'm going to try and be insightful. You know, less um, terrible jokes this episode. Okay, there's always, there's always going to be terrible jokes. The terrible jokes are a staple at this point. But hope you guys enjoy it. There's a jet. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but there's a jet. We're waiting. No, just take your time. That's cool. That's cool. And it's gone. Right. So, Dunkey has quit League, and his biggest reason was that it's boring. Let's talk about that, because that's quite a a statement to make. That's quite an accusation to make at Riot Games and at League of Legends in general, calling it a boring game. But... To an extent, some of the points that he made were actually extremely valid. He talks about turrets being too strong. And every time that Riot buffs turrets, I groan a little bit on the inside because turrets, if you think about it, are the single biggest inhibitor, which is a very confusing word to use in this context, but they're the single biggest inhibitor to creating plays and to doing cool stuff because especially from levels 1 to 6, that turret is really a safe spot for the enemy player. You have a certain 
ability to kill them under their tower, but it's very difficult. And it creates a safe zone for them where playmaking doesn't really occur. It, In some ways, it makes tower diving much more fun when it does work. But, like, if I'm watching an old League video, I'm like, why are you diving him? There's no way that you'll make it. And I'm like, oh, wait, this is when turrets were a lot weaker. Of course they can pull that off and they survive with, you know, 200 health. And I really don't like the way that Riot buffs their game. Because making games harder to win early game increases the actual game length. Whether that's a bad thing or not, I'm not necessarily going to comment on, but Riot Games has a tendency of shaping their game in a way that's anti-snowball and extends games, which is extremely important to discuss, and we need to figure out why they're doing this. But first, let me, ju let me just give you some examples of what I'm talking about. So you can get a bounty put on your head for doing well. That was one of Donkey's complaints. Whenever you perform, you get a killing spree, and then people who shut you down, quote-unquote, get bonus gold for killing you. Which really does, like, it's, I get where they're coming from with it. They want you to be rewarded for killing the strongest guy in the game. But at the same time, doesn't that just punish the guy who was doing well for doing well? It's like, oh, you're doing well, here's all the pressure to not die, because if you do, you're giving them a huge increase in gold. Which is really not a good mechanic at all, in my opinion, because, like, yeah, you should be rewarded for shutting the guy down, but he shouldn't necessarily be punished. Like, your reward should be killing the guy. Your reward should be the map pressure that is loosened by killing one of their strongest players. That, that should be your reward. You shouldn't have an additional reward for just playing the game the way it's meant to be played. Getting your whole team to collapse on their 10-0 Riven and then killing her is not a huge accomplishment, in my opinion. I mean, you killed Riven, so you made Solo queue a better place, but it, it's not necessarily an impossible thing to do to shut people down and then to just be have an extra reward for doing it is not, not okay, in my opinion. One thing that he doesn't mention, but that I have noticed, is that Dragon is now more of a late-game objective. I'm just going to talk about the first and fifth buffs, because the ones in the middle, they're useful, but they're not really worth talking about, necessarily. But the first Dragon buff gives you a percentage increase, I believe it's 6%, if I'm not mistaken. A 6% increase to your ability power and your attack damage. Which, you say, great, that sounds helpful. And, I mean, of course you're right, but... It's only 6 AD for every 100 that you get, or 6 AP for every 100 that you get. Early game, when you've got maybe 50 AP, you're only getting an additional 3 ability power. An Amplifying Tome gives you 20 ability power and costs 435 gold. You're getting almost nothing early game out of, out of this buff. It's just not very helpful early game. Compared to the dragon that we had in the past that gave everyone on your team global gold. That's great. You can use that. That's like, you can use that to buy items. You can use that to get wards. You can use that to do stuff. It's a tangible reward. And I'm not saying that a percentage increase to your abilities is not a tangible reward. But as far as early game power goes, having enough gold to buy three extra potions and a ward is much more useful to you than having an extra 5 AD or 3 AP. It just doesn't matter that much early game. And then, of course, you want to stack the dragons, get the fifth one, blah, blah, blah. Well, the earliest that you can ever really get the fifth dragon 
is realistically about the 37 or 38 minute mark, and that's already an above average game time. That's a long game. So Fifth Dragon is never going to be really a possibility until you're well into the game of League. And the ones in the middle are, I mean, they're helpful, but they're not game-shakingly impactful. So you get the late-game Fifth Dragon buff, and the 6% AD and AP actually starts to matter later on in the game. You've got 300, 400, 500 AP and 200, 300 attack damage. That's when it matters. It doesn't really matter early game. This whole shifting the power of objectives to the late game does have an effect in extending games because let's say your team has four dragons and it's three minutes until the next one. What are you going to do? Are you going to risk making a risky play and go try and win the game right now? Or are you just going to turtle for three minutes and then get that fifth dragon and get the guaranteed win? I like to play the game strategically. I would say go for the dragon. Just chill out, do nothing, blah, blah, blah. Don't get picked. Easier said than done in solo queue. And the same thing with Baron. It spawns later and it gives different rewards and it gives sieging power. And I do like what they did with the Baron buff this season, how it actually pertains to sieging more so, but, you know, whatever. It's a, it's a more difficult objective to take, which again translates into it being a later game objective. Like, Master Yi used to be able to easily solo it very early into the game with like three or four items, and now that's barely a possibility at all. The other thing that is anti-Snowball in League of Legends that is a recent change that I very much disagree with is the giving both teams the Dragon and Baron timers. Sneaking Dragons is now a thing of the past, but really it is. It's not a strategic choice to try and sneak Dragons anymore. Like, yeah, it's frustrating when the other team takes Dragon and you don't really know when, But it takes out the element of having to time the buffs, which I'm not inherently against. I liked when Riot added the buff timers and all that, because it was a change that makes the game a little bit easier to manage. Like, if you forget to time a buff, you're not screwed or anything. And you still have the thing of, well, I'm guessing that their jungler's taking their red right now. I might as well time it, and I can maybe go check if it's down. And then if it is, I'll have a rough estimate of when it's up. So that element of strategy is not completely removed by giving buffs timers giving dragon and baron timers to both teams however is a huge decrease in strategic play because as a master yi player i've snuck my fair share of dragons before it happens a lot (laughs) i know the feeling and it's very frustrating that for me to have my team have to distract them for 30 plus seconds while i solo this thing and then to barely to be rewarded with the dragon, but then not have the strategic advantage of being able to take it later on without them knowing, it's frustrating. I outplayed them, but I'm not reaping the full benefit that I should be. Another thing that is a philosophy of mine, especially in solo queue, that pertains to what I'm talking about, is that games are lost more so than they're won. What does that mean? I mean that, you know, the game's 45, 50 minutes in. It's a tense game. Everyone's just looking for that one team fight to win the game. And then Sona goes and wards their red buff, dies to Zen Zhao, and the game's over. Just like that. And you lost because of that Sona. Again, League of Legends is a team game. So things like this happen. But that's the way that probably at least half, 60%, Probably a higher percentage in uh, lower ELO solo queue, actually, when people are more 
likely to get caught. That's how those games end. And that's not satisfying. That's not fun, really, for either team to win like that. I mean, yeah, Zinzao got to make the play, be the hero. He pressed E and then Q. So technical. Master Yi main 2015. No, but really, it's not a fun way to end the game. You want to see that epic team fight where Katarina Zonia's and then jumps all over everyone, gets a pentakill, and then wins. Or, you know, maybe you don't because you're facing Katarina. It doesn't matter. You get what I'm saying. You want to see the epic team fight where both teams duke it out and then the team... Their 180 carry surviving and then pushes the base. That's what you want to see. You don't really want to see someone just get picked and like, oh, I guess the game's over. It's, it's just not as satisfying to play for that outcome. That's not the outcome that you want to see. So I don't really know what Riot is expected to do about that. But the whole thing where games are lost more than one, where mistakes are easy to capitalize on, and mistakes are more likely to cost you the game than good play is to win you the game. That's just a fact. Maybe that's just because we play in lower ELO, but, I mean, how many pro games have you seen where the score is 0-0 zero to zero at the 20-minute mark? It happens. That was Donkey's depiction of pro games. Everybody farms for 20 minutes until some dumbass gets caught. Yeah, that's honestly not inaccurate. <laughs> Usually the guy's special that gets caught. Ooh, burn! No worlds for you, X-Special. Ponderous Sea Lion, the man who went there. Another thing that I have noticed that has... This will be a little bit controversial, but I don't like tanks. You know, Master Yi, we don't get along. It just, it just doesn't it just doesn't work out between us, you know? Tanks are more of a go-get-some-steak kind of guy, and I'm really more of a let's-go-get-in-and-out-burger kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? That's my donkey impression. Please don't make fun of it. It's uh, very near and dear to my heart. But yeah, tanks are stronger than they've been in a while. And what does that mean for the game? Well, if you think about it, when are tanks weakest? Early game, obviously. Tanks take a little time to ramp up, typically, because of said weak early game. And tanks are the strongest in the late game, most of them are at least, when they're unkillable meat shields. Unless you have a vein on your team. Who didn't get nerfed in patch 518 because <laughs> Riot Games hates us. But yeah, tanks are weaker early game, and then they get stronger as the game goes on. So what do you want to do if you have tanks on your team? You want to wait until the late game so that they're strong. Well, that also delays the game. All these factors play into delaying League of Legends games into taking much longer than they really have to. I would really like to see some sort of overhaul to this to have more like 30-minute games, where it's like 30 minutes, everyone's pretty farmed up, team fights happen, you win, you go home, you get the Heisman, whatever. Am I being sports yet? The other thing is that laning advantages do not always transfer into the mid and late game. Champions, like, <laughs> I've been playing actually a lot of Irelia recently, and the champion's completely brain dead. Like, I, easier than Master Yi, even, I would, I would argue. Irelia, even if you lose lane, it's just like, oh, well, once I get my Triforce, you're gonna die anyways, it doesn't matter. And she's just a good example of lose lane, win game type champion, because she can still with Triforce. I mean, obviously, if you're completing your Triforce 30 minutes in, probably not going to have much of an impact, but even if you, my point is, even if you get behind that, you can still have a huge impact on the game as Irelia, and as many other champions like her. The point is laning phase advantages, where you really, in laning, it's pretty much you versus them, and you're like, but junglers! Well, if your jungler comes and helps you, 
you coordinated it, or at least you helped coordinate it. You probably helped set it up. And in the end, it was a strategic choice made by you to have your jungler come gank you. So, yes, you still outsmarted him and outplayed him in a way. It was his choice not to buy wards, and he suffered for it. Or you're playing against Evelyn, in which case I feel bad for you. Regardless of what happened, it was a choice that you made to get him killed. That's laning phase in a nutshell. Now, of course, other team, other players on your team can lose lane, and that's not really you getting outplayed. That's just them being bad. But again, nature of a team game, it happens. That was uh, one of Dunkey's biggest issues with the game. I think that because he plays Wukong, who's, I'd say, a very strong laning champion and a strong team fighting champion, he's just really good. You should play Wukong. I'm trying to pick him up. He's actually really strong right now. He's actually always strong. Just play Wukong for your free low. But point being, Wukong is very good at getting early game advantages, and so I'm sure Dunkey probably won lane a lot, as I think he made Wukong. He was playing a lot of Wukong in most of his uh, videos. His argument, and he showed an image of like a fighting game, it was like a Street Fighter or something, I don't know what game it was, but he showed there are so many ways, his quote was like, there are so many ways to dominate your the other player, or no, to whoop some ass on the other player to show your dominance in the game that League of Legends just lacks. And he shows some footage of him chasing Singed at level 1 trying to get a kill. Just saying. His issue was that League of Legends was a... I don't want to say his issue is that it's a team game, but his issue is that it's hard to have an individual impact. And I felt that. Everyone has felt that. Everyone has felt that way in any team thing before. I don't know if that's as much of a problem in League of Legends, but I do think that having a little bit more individual impact in each role would be satisfying it it would be nice to just get fed and just steamroll the entire game which happens it does but not nearly as often as it could if riot brought back some of the more snowball-y aspects of league of legends that we've seen removed like the strong towers like the early game dragon i mean as for me my laning phase there's a reason i play jungle let's just put it like that if I can farm early without getting harassed too much, my CSing is actually pretty nice. But my laning, my trading, all that kind of stuff is not very great. So I'm not necessarily upset that it's a game that's more focused towards mid and late game. But I honestly think that at the end of the day, it would be healthiest for League of Legends to be a mid-game centered game. What does that mean? Well, I already sort of elaborated on it. Late game, you've got, you know, that one idiot on your team who goes off, wars their jungle, jungle, dies, and that's the game. If you want the game to end early game, it's not really fun for the team who gets stomped by Riven, or any champion, I don't know, Riven's just my example. It's not fun for them to go push to your nexus in 10 minutes and end the game. That's not what League of Legends should be. League of Legends should be moving around the map, deciding where to push, making strategic decisions of your team's coordination and movement, and winning the game like that, and winning in team fights. For me, mid-game, that's what it is. It's all about these rotations, this moving around the map, applying the advantages you got early game, and turning them into mid-game and late-game objectives. I'm not saying that late-game is bad, I'm not saying that early-game is bad, I'm not saying that mid-game is better. I just think that at the end of the day, that's what mid-game is all about. Not just huddle together with your team and not die. Not 1v1. But this team-coordinated movement and knowing what your team's strengths and weaknesses are. That's what I think. I don't know if you guys agree with me or not, but that's just me. But then there's just the question of why. 
Why has League of Legends become such an anti-snowball game? Why has Riot been making these decisions and balance and whatnot to turn it into this game? And I'm going to be frank with you. I think I know why. Dunkey also touched on this. He said it much less uh, eloquently, let's say, than I'm going to. I guess less tactfully would be a better word. League of Legends is becoming easier and more accessible to new players. So what does that mean for the future of League of Legends? Snowballing at the end of the day is a mechanic that does not favor weak players or new players or players who just aren't that good. And if snowballing was in the game, then they would get more more likely to leave because they keep getting stomped or whatever. Whatever. At the, at, at the point being, snowballing is a very competitive mechanic. Snowballing, the second you make one mistake, the second you slip up, you're you're done for. That's snowballing in a nutshell. And that was what Dunkey was trying to say, is that, well, I'm such a better player than these guys, they slip up so much, I should be able to win the game off of that. But instead, it depends on my teammates and all this other stuff that happens whether or not I'm going to be able to end the game. I think I agree with him to some some extent on that. Whether it's okay to say that someone is a degenerate who should be gunned down in the street <laughs> is another issue entirely, but I think that if you can take one thing out of Dunkey's video, it should be that snowballing is not a bad mechanic in League of Legends. It's just more competitive. We've seen it. Historically, that's not who Riot wants to cater to. They want to cater to the lower level players and i mean i think that that's okay it's a decision that they made i think consciously I, I don't think this is just them a culmination of several unrelated things i think this is an overall effort on their point to make the game a little bit easier like when they put the health bars above dragon and baron and gave them automatic timers i liked those changes but they because i felt like those were things that didn't necessarily define skill from one player to another. They were just sort of arbitrary gaps between players that didn't really didn't really have enough of an impact for them to matter very much. But point still stands. That's making the game easier. That's a straight up change to make the game easier and more accessible to new players. Is League of Legends this is really the golden question. Is League of Legends becoming easier for new players? And is that a good or bad thing? That's really for the players to decide. We'll just have to stick tight, because I know I'm going to keep playing this game. You know, no matter where it goes, I'll, I'll keep playing League of Legends, because I love this game. So, yeah, I think, I think it'll be interesting to see the game change and evolve in the way that it has been in the past six years. To make sure that you're going to follow me on Twitter, you know I asked you to last week, so why haven't you done it yet? I'm just playing, but you guys should really follow me on Twitter, you know? I'm just, I'm just saying, you should probably follow me on Twitter, at LO Legends Radio. This might be the best decision of your entire life, because I'm watching you. Once more, I must give my final send-off to Video Game Donkey. Pretend that we're on YouTube right now, and that there's actual audio of like some of his old clips of League of Legends or whatever. While the in the arms of the angel is playing, just pretend that that's happening right now. I'll give you a couple seconds to visualize it.
Rest in peace, sweet dunkers. Thank you guys for downloading this episode. I'm Ponderous Sea Lion, and I'll catch you on the flippity flop. This has been League of Legends Radio.